Hi, it's Lisa Wexler. Welcome to Connecticut Punch, our weekly news roundup of the news in Connecticut. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And welcome. This is Connecticut Punch. Housing bills continue to dominate much of this legislative session. Among the most hotly discussed is the fair share bill, which was passed out of committee this week and now likely heads to the floor. This legislation is modeled on New Jersey. The fair share bill would have Hartford impose on most towns a mandate to build affordable housing at the town's own cost. If a municipality that fails to submit a fair share plan loses zoning authority, it will be instead replaced with default zoning. If there is water and sewer anywhere that can be built, multifamily will be as of right at 20 units per acre. New Canaan resident and CT169strong.org co-founder Maria Weingarten came on the show this week to speak about why she is opposed to the bill. Fair share bill, which arguably is the worst bill so far that we've seen. This bill is highly prescriptive. It mandates Open Communities Alliance um, said that there are 140,000 units of affordable needed in the entire state, meaning Although those people might be living somewhere, um, they're, they're housing cost burden. So we should build entirely new housing stock and put that on the backs of every single town. And they're going to allocate those 140,000 units to every municipality but for seven that have a poverty level over 20 percent. Also opposed to the bill are Westport State Representative Jonathan Steinberg, a Democrat, and Greenwich First Selectman Fred Camillo, a Republican. Representative Jonathan Steinberg spoke about how he would likely filibuster the bill if it comes to the floor. And I assure you that if this reaches the floor of the House, I'm going to oppose it with all vigor. Uh, And I've never done a filibuster. That's typically the other side of the fence. But uh, I would in this case because I want to protect the approach Westport is using for affordability and inclusionary zoning. Uh, We were recognized for having a, a good plan here in Westport. And uh, this is just one of those classic examples of how one-size-fits-all solutions, no matter how well-intentioned, can go awry and really hurt communities. Among the many other bills in Hartford being debated right now are proposals to impose much stronger penalties in domestic violence cases, while Republicans want to impose mandatory life sentences on those convicted of domestic violence murders. Democrats have told the press that this is a, quote, non-starter for this session. 
Connecticut requires every employer of at least five employees in the state of Connecticut to enroll in MyCT Savings, a mandated savings plan for employees. Mark Fitch took a deep dive into the choices offered those employees in his article in Connecticut Inside Investigator. He joined us to explain. If you're an employer and you do not offer a retirement plan to your employees, you are required to basically enroll your employees into this state program called MyCT Savings. Once the employees are enrolled, it starts deducting, doing a payroll deduction from their paychecks and putting it into a Roth IRA. They can opt out afterwards if they want. Certain residents of towns in Westport and Fairfield were distraught to discover that the Department of Transportation clear-cut many trees that border I-95, eradicating their views and causing an increase in noise and air pollution. State Senator Tony Wong told the DOT that in the future he wished to see a different process to notify the homeowners. I wanted to represent the neighborhoods that abut the 95 highway Mm -hmm. that were uh, shockingly stunned to find out one evening, late evening, at around 2, 3 a.m., that there was a significant clear-cutting of trees along their property lines bordering the highway. And there was no notification, and it was an extensive clear-cutting where, for a significant change, all they see day in and day out is the highway and there's no buffer. Many Connecticut residents continue to be upset about the steep increase in utility rates this winter. They have looked to Pura to curb the increases. But Pura Chairwoman Marissa Gillette explained to us this week that her hands are tied. According to the law, Pura can only impose price limitations in the context of what she calls a rate case. And because Governor Lamont, Attorney General Wong, and the majority of Pura itself voted to settle with Eversource on a penalty last year, part of that settlement meant that the parties waived the opportunity to have such a rate case for the next four years. That also means that despite Connecticut having passed the Take Back Your Grid Act in the last legislative session, none of those reforms will be implemented for years because they also require a rate case before Pura can do anything. Marissa Gillette said that she had no regrets about her notable and only dissenting vote to the settlement with Eversource. Moving to the eastern part of the state, Reporter Brian Scott Smith explained that the biggest story in the New London area continues to be state pier and what to do about it. In addition to concerns about the rapidly increasing cost, people are raising questions about the purpose of the development, which is to create a place for wind power plants to deliver their goods to be shipped to the next location. This started off initially as a $93 million project. It currently stands at $255.5 million. It's gone up exponentially. In the news this week were two gruesome stories about pet dogs that were killed in Richfield. In one case, a Shih Tzu was killed on her own driveway by an Amazon delivery man who allegedly sped away without even stopping. But in another case, a case that has reached international prominence, two German shepherds who had breached a broken fence were killed by a crossbow hunter in the woods outside Richfield. After weeks of intense searching by the family, a good Samaritan reported to the police that he had seen photos of the dogs which had been taken to a taxidermist after the hunter had beheaded and skinned them. Authorities were called, and the man, Michael Konchak, has been charged with crimes, including tampering with evidence, forgery, and violations of his hunting license.
In a hearing held on Wednesday of this week in Danbury, Judge Robin Pavia refused to grant Mr. Konchak accelerated rehabilitation, which would have sealed his file and allowed him not to have to serve any time in jail. Therefore, he will have to move forward to trial or strike another plea bargain with the prosecutor that must be approved by the court. At the hearing on Wednesday, Mr. Konchak, 62, and a military veteran, claimed that he mistook the dogs for coyotes and expressed remorse for the killing. Prosecutors found inconsistencies with his story, and in the meantime, over 107,000 people have signed a petition with Change.org demanding that Mr. Konchak be charged with animal cruelty. We had a chance to speak with Bill Westcott, who happened to be in the courtroom that day on a matter as a criminal defense attorney on another matter in Danbury. Here's what he had to say about his impressions of watching this trial. The the woman who had lost the dogs was speaking and pointed out how he had done his own kind of amateur taxidermy of them and tried to skin oh. and cure the hides. He oh. didn't know what he was doing, so he ruined oh. them. Oh and apparently, apparently the dogs had been beheaded and the heads had to this day not been recovered. And it's one of those things, you know, it's like you'll never forget as long as you live when the the victim turned to the defendant and said, and I still want to know where are the heads kind of left left all the air, you know, right out of the room. Yale New Haven Health reported more than $240 million in operating losses for fiscal 2022, according to a financial disclosure document filed as part of a state bond issue. New Haven's second largest employer also saw its assets shrink due to hits from investment and operating losses. The reported over $240 million loss for fiscal 2022, which ended September 30th, contrasts with the $42 million operating profit reported by Yale New Haven Health System for fiscal 2021. The system's total assets also shrunk from $9 billion in 2021 to $8.2 billion in fiscal 2022. The loss comes at the lower end of the red ink projected for the fiscal year by those officials last September when the system announced it was eliminating 155 jobs in management, resulting in 72 layoffs in non-patient-facing roles. The cuts were attributed to sicker patients and higher pandemic-related costs like traveling nurses due to labor shortages. Looking for good news, we found some. Antonia Kolb was a 17-year-old science student in Fairfield County. She won the Congressional App Design Contest in Connecticut for Detict, an app that she created to identify ticks and whether those ticks are likely to carry disease. We spoke with this talented young scientist in the studio this week. Detect it. It's an app that allows users to take a picture of a tick that they find on their dog or on themselves, and from there they get a risk of tick-borne diseases from the specific tick. It's currently on the App Store with over 600 downloads, so it's readily accessible. And Is it free? Yes, it's free. And that's a wrap for Connecticut Punch this week. If you want to hear more from our guests, you can find the podcast anywhere you listen. I'm Lisa Wexler. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Thank you for listening. If you have a suggestion of a news item you'd like us to cover, please email me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 